Hi, welcome to another episode of Modern Mom Life, and I am your host, Michelle Hancock, and we chat every week, once a week at least, with other moms just like you, or sometimes I come on and give tips or tell a story about something funny that's happened to me during the week. Anything that relates to mom life, we cover it. So thank you for joining us. And if you have any questions, please feel free and comfortable to come on today. Today is a very important topic, and I am very excited about our guest today. Her name is Noelle, and she's going to talk about um, her experience changing careers later in her uh, in the program. But before we get to that, I do want to mention that over on modernmomlife.com, um, we have some fun things going on right now. We ha- we are celebrating all things St. Patrick's Day. So I have some fun games, gift tags, activities. If you go to the blog, you can check those out. Also, if you're at home with the kids and you need something for them to do, we have a ton of activities, boredom busters that kids enjoy to do, and they're all free. Of course, I do have a shop. If you'd rather skip giving up your email address, you can head over there and give support our small business, which I very, very am appreciated of. Um, Also, another popular thing going on right now is the beach, beach vacation meal planner. If you are traveling with other families and you are planning out your meals, it is a wonderful printable guide that will help you get organized. And that's, that's one of the main things of the blog is to help your life get easier or more fun with kids, which it's, it's always a mess, isn't it? It's a lot of, well, it's a lot, <laughs> but it's a fun, beautiful mess. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Noelle on. Let me invite her to speak. Um, she is a real estate agent and I'm excited to hear about her transition from being an educator for 13 years, and then she decided to uh, make the switch into real estate. So I'm I'm really excited to meet her. Um, And Noelle, you can unmute your mic whenever you are ready. Hey, Michelle. Oh, hi. Good. We connected. It's great. I always get a little, (laughs) I always get a little bit of anxiety at first because, you know, with technology. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I feel that. (laughs) Well, well, you sound amazing. So that's great. Thank you for coming on. And speaking of mom life, I apologize that I'm a little late today. I'm usually um, close to being on time, but uh, I just had some meetings and things that just overran its course. So I'm like, ah, so I'm glad that we could still make this work because I do think it's an important, very important conversation, especially um, with the pandemic. And a lot of people are questioning whether or not they should keep doing their career and what they give all their energy to most of the days. Don't you don't you feel like you're seeing a lot of that right now? I do. Um, and I that is exactly what I went through myself. So thank you, first of all, so much for having me. I am honored to be asked to join you on this podcast. And yeah, excited to talk about my journey and share that with others who may be feeling the same thing. Because like you said, we have all gone through so much in the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, And I forgot to mention this um, before it just popped in my brain. Um, So this app, Colin app, it's, it's Mm -hmm. a starter app and it's a newer app, but they are making updates all the time. And I'm excited to announce that they are going to syndicate um, this podcast and all their other podcasts. So it'll be on Apple and Spotify um, within the next couple of weeks. So that's really exciting too. So we can spread our message even more with um, other listeners. So 
I do think that what you're going to share today is going to resonate with a lot of folks. Um, a lot of mom, and even if you, if you don't particularly have a job right now, but I always say you have a job as a mom because that's one of the hardest jobs, but maybe, you know, you're, you're wrestling with the decision of going back to work to what you used to do or something new. We're going to talk about that. Um, but let me, let me introduce you real fast. Let me give you your, your bio. So everybody knows how, how awesome you are. So Noelle and her family call Prosper home. And for those that don't know where Prosper is, it's a little north of Frisco and Dallas. Um, But the journey did not start here. She made it to Texas by way of her college sweetheart and husband, Tyler, who grew up in Plano, Texas. Um, Originally from St. Louis, Noelle met Tyler at Missouri Southern State University, where they both played soccer. Um, There she majored in Spanish and minored in marketing, which is great for what you're doing right now. Uh, Once they graduated, putting down roots in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it was an easy choice. So having a passion for helping others, she got certified to teach and began what would be a 13-year career in public education. Once their sons, Dylan and Landon, were born, the community in Prosser was everything that they wanted. Both boys play in the FC Dallas Youth Program, and Dylan also enjoys playing football in the Prosper Youth Football League. And when they are not running from one game to the next, which is what I'm about to do in this next couple of months, <laughs> they, lo- they love to go t- to see live music or attend many of the local events with friends and family. Um, so in what downtime she does have, Noelle loves reading and volunteering. And the most recent change came when Noelle made the tough choice to leave the classroom at the end of last school year to pursue a career in real estate. And what she's appreciating most about it is the parallels to education that it offers and the flexibility to focus on her health and family. Amen. That's what we all need to focus on. But sometimes that's hard. So welcome to the show. And tell me, we talked a little bit about your background and I forgot to say your last name. I'm so sorry. Noelle, am I saying it right? Wit? Witty. Witty. Oh my God. I knew I was going to butcher it. Okay. I did get get on Google and that's how they told me to say it. So I'm going to blame it on Google. Okay. (laughs) Next time I'll ask. (laughs) Next time I'll ask. But anyways, enough of me. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are right now. Yeah. Well, like I said, not a native Texan. I feel like, um, I've been here 15 years, so I do want to claim it, but I still feel like a part of me can't. <laughs> but um, my husband and his family are from Plano. So um, like my bio said, and like your wonderful introduction said, that's how I made it to Texas. I love it. Wouldn't go anywhere else. I think it is a great place to raise a family and so thankful we're here. Um, yeah, coming out of college, I know, I know, I knew then, know now that I love people. I love helping people along their journey in life and public education was a great fit. Um, growing up in St. Louis, I grew up in a very diverse part of the city. Um, my grandparents were first generation Americans. So I had a I had a lot of experience with people who, you know, needed resources or utilized their resources and um, seeing that love for their community just was a, is a big component of who I am today. And um, public education made sense. I was very blessed to get to teach social studies, grades six through 12 throughout my career, all different levels, students from various backgrounds and different um, families and communities, mostly in Plano and Prosper. And um, when I did make the decision to leave, I, I cried. 
I cried for days. Um, I still go back and visit my friends when they'll have me and pop in because I love the people so much. But that was a, a big jump that I needed to make to take care of my health. So, and my family. What were you noticing? Like, what were some of the signs that maybe it was time for a change for you? Mine. Oh man. I love that question. Mine was years in the making. Um, and it came really to fruition, um, in the, let's see, I I feel like time is an illusion, especially with COVID, but it really um, is right. And so let's see, this is 2022, 2020, 2021 over the winter. I had, um, gone through a couple years of personal grief and loss before the pandemic began and never really put myself in a position to grieve and take care of it. Um, uh, and then the pandemic happened and it forced us all to just slow down. It forced my mind to reflect on what I had been through. Um, I lost my grandmother and my father within two years of each other. Mm. And, um, had been talking to my doctor about, you know, just normal things as we get, as our, as us ladies get older and we've had the children and we live the good lives, um, about my health and some things I knew were hereditary. She had a really good conversation with me and said, look, things aren't getting better, but they're not getting worse. I need you to go talk to an internist about some, some symptoms you're experiencing. And I did. And the internist was great. He's local to prosper. And he sat me down and he said, Noelle, you are on a track to have a heart attack before you're 40 if you don't prioritize. And he said, he said, you've got two options. I can medicate you. We can come up with a cocktail of medications that will hopefully um, minimize the symptoms. Or you can take a step back and focus on your health and your mental well-being, your emotional well-being. And that should actually tremendously help prevent you from experiencing that for quite some time. Um, and that was a big wake up call. I did not expect that (laughs) conversation needless to say, and went home and talked to Tyler about it. And his immediate response was like, what do we need to do? What, what do you want to do? And I knew as a teacher, I poured my heart and soul into my community, into my classroom, into my students, because I loved that chapter of my life so much, but I also knew deep down I wasn't going to ever put myself first and I literally was going to kill myself over it. Um, that gave me chills. Yeah. I, I mean, no. I can imagine. <laughs> no, I just like that had to be one of the most pivotal moments in your life. Hearing the doctor say something like that to you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, like I said, that's why I still am a big advocate for public education, a big advocate for the ISDs that I know and love so well. But for me personally, those habits I needed to break were not going to be because I had been in it 13 years. Right. So that those were ingrained in me as part of like my my reputation, my standards for myself. And it literally needed to take me stopping and starting over to get there. Now, I, I want to commend you on your bravery, because I feel like there are a lot of people that are stuck um, or they're debating whether or not to leave. But, you know, education is one of those fields where a lot of, um, and I've, I'm just speaking in general here, I've heard from a few people, it's like, what what else would I do if I'm not being a teacher? Because it's such a um, specialized 
study, I guess you could say, but I always tell them, and I'm not, I'm disclaimer, I'm not a teacher. I did work with children (laughs) back in the day. I did summer camp, so I did all the fun stuff, but it was still a lot. Um, There's still skills that you've learned from teaching and managing those classrooms that I think could transfer over over to other industries. I mean, is it that hard for teachers to, to get other jobs or is it just, it's really scary? I think it's the fear. I I do. I think it's the fear. And I love how you say it. We discredit ourselves so much because we feel as though the outside world doesn't understand what it takes to be a teacher. And I think part of that is because teachers make it look so easy, right? Like you see a great teacher and you think, oh my gosh, they have it all together. And look at how they can get these kids to grow and learn and take risks in their academics so that they become these great, well-rounded people. And I think we really don't give ourselves enough credit for seeing the parallels to other careers. And that's kind of what led me into real estate was I stripped back what I really, truly loved about being a teacher and thought, what is it? What are those core components? And what else can I do with that? And real estate clicked. It just made total sense. So... Well, it's a good time to be a real estate agent, but I'd also (laughs) think it's also, you're also dealing, you jumped in during one of the craziest markets right now. How do you talk about that? Like, how did you, I I would think some of your stress management coping skills probably kicked in. Um, You're not dealing with children per se, but how has that (laughs) been for you? I've, I really enjoyed it. Um, having the experience, what I, what I taught, I had the joy of teaching students multiple years and really getting to know their families and getting to know them, um, which is something I wish more teachers did have the opportunity to do, but it would just happen to be the program that I was in, the gifted and talented program. And so um, I've really loved being able to still talk to people and help them understand what are their choices with real estate um, not selling them and telling them, because just like with teaching, you don't tell a student what they need to know. I mean, you help them see what's important about what they're learning so that they can make the choices with what they want to do as far as showing that knowledge, right? So when you think about real estate, talking with people in this crazy market, especially, absolutely, it's so important to be able to clearly communicate what's happening and what options are and let people with that information make their choices. Oh, that's great. So you are really good at different personalities and um, communication, I would imagine. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially with parent conferences, <laughs> parent yeah. teacher conferences. So I, I know I like that. I think you're right. I think a lot of teachers are, you know, a little bit of a perfectionist. And, um, you know, they're scared. They're scared to try. I would imagine. I mean, listen, I wasn't a teacher, but I worked in a very stressful industry prior to doing all this. So I can totally understand a lot of this. Um, Mine was special events management where we had crazy hours. We dealt with crazy vendors. Um, But before I had kids, I could devote time and energy to that. But, you know, I think. I think for anybody, it's like going from being a little bit comfortable to also, this is going to be scary. And can I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, did you mentioned your husband earlier? He gave you a lot of support at the beginning or was he kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know. 
I mean, I know your health was an issue, but was he very supportive in you making the jump to a different career? Yeah, he was. Um, And I'm, you know, it's, there's been so much tragedy with COVID and I am not going to be dismissive. I've had students and families I've known personally that have been truly impacted by the pandemic, by COVID itself. Um, But we were very fortunate that I I honestly believe that if COVID hadn't happened, we wouldn't be in a place where we could take this leap of faith. And Mm -hmm. so between that and I mean, taking a good hard look at our finances, we had to decide really like, does this make sense? How long can we do this for? What is at risk? You know, if it doesn't work out and, um, I'm so thankful he's good at numbers <laughs> and also very realistic, very pragmatic. And, um, he said, yeah, let's take a look at it. And, you know, you're absolutely right. This, the dependable cycle of teaching and the dependable paycheck is something that I think it's hard to give up, right? It's hard to say, mm-hmm. to go from that to a commission only position, but he, he, when it came to that health component, he was like, yeah, let's take a look at the numbers. Let's make this work. Let's figure it out because losing you to continue yeah. this lifestyle is going to be more costly than you switching careers. And that I cried when he told me, cause I, not that I didn't expect it, but just to hear your person, your spouse say that to you in a loving, supportive way, it just filled my heart. It really did. You got a good one there. That's great. No, I <laughs> it, I would imagine it'd be much harder if your partner or your spouse was like, eh, I don't know about that. Like, you know, so so that's a whole nother topic on communication and relationships. But um uh I think I think that's great. I also did you have anybody that was kind of critical about you leaving or did you worry about what the perception was gonna be of other people? I you know, that's something that I used, well, let's, let's face it. There's still a little bit of that sometimes, you know, just getting inside your head a little bit. How did you, did you know right away you were going to do this or did you struggle a little bit at the beginning? Well, it's funny because during COVID I was considering changing my career path within education and I was considering going into counseling. I really was passionate about social emotional learning, tapping more into that and how it affects students. So I was already kind of looking down some pathways long-term for an adjustment. Um, and when I decided and had, like I said, that tough conversation really opened my eyes to if I pursue counseling, if I pursue social, social emotional, what I'm doing is I'm helping others, but I'm still not going to take care of myself. And so... Yeah. Then stripping it back to those core elements I talked about earlier and thought about what other careers. And um, when real estate came to mind, I immediately reached out to Aaron Parker, one of my good friends that I've lived in the same neighborhood with since we moved, since I moved there in 2016. And, you know, I picked her brain. I said, tell me about this. Um, My best friend from high school, her and her husband are real estate agents in St. Louis, Keller Williams also. And um, they have younger kids than mine, but she's known, you know, we've known each other for so long and her husband transitioned out of the corporate world to join her in real estate. I picked their brains and I, I said very directly, like, I need to know what is the reality of this? What, what does this look like? What is this, you know, mean for your life? And, um, I need that. I need you to be raw with me so that I can really make this choice. And although there are days where I feel like, you know, the world is, <laughs> crazy and chaotic. Um, the moments I've really enjoyed make me excited to be in this career path. 
And you said two words, reality and excitement. I think one of the, I think one of the, the things that people really need to think about is the reality of it and that, you know, it may not be easy at first to make that yeah. change. I mean, you're, you're not coasting like you would be if you're comfortable in in your job. Yes. So you have to be kind of ready for that mentally. But then at the same time, I think with that comes an excitement and not being bored or stressed as much. I mean, you may still be stressed, but it's a different type of stress um, with anything, with learning anything that's new. It's going to be a learning curve. So I yeah. think people need to think of the reality of that. Also, what are some other simple signs that you would tell others that maybe you know, maybe it is time for a career choice. Did you notice any other, not, not symptoms, but signs that it was time? Yeah. Um, I think my biggest symptom or sign was that I wasn't finding joy. And I was in a place that I knew I loved. I knew I loved the campus. I knew I loved the district. And I wasn't finding joy. And I thought to myself, how can I possibly continue to serve this community when I don't want to be here, but it doesn't have to do with anyone in the building. I, um, going back to your question, I feel like I didn't answer it and I apologize. The scariest thing for me was telling my students and their parents that I was not going to be back on campus, telling yeah. my, my, my coworkers, my best friend that I worked with for four years that I wasn't coming back. That was the scariest thing because I didn't want to let people down, but I knew in my heart that I was not joyful and I didn't want to be that person who it was really, truly evident that I didn't want to be there because it wasn't about the system. It was about my health and where I was mentally and emotionally and physically um, that needed that choice to be made. And kudos for you for, for putting yourself first. I think, I think it is okay to serve others, but at the end of the day, you know, you're the one that is going to put your head on that pillow and, you know, are you, are you happy? Are you doing what you want to do? And I notice when I'm get burnout mode, um, you know, some of that stress comes out to my family or when I get home and it's yes. just not fun mom. Have you noticed the change in your parenting since you <laughs> changed careers? It is so funny that you say that because it was September that Tyler and I had the first kind of reflection um, conversation and I, you know, tapped into him and said, what do you think? Do you feel, do you see? And he <laughs> kind of looked at me and he said, well, I didn't want to tell you yet, but it is a 180. He said, our home feels more joyful. Um, the little things that just sent you over the top, over into like a spiral of emotion, don't even, they're like a blip. Like they're just not even on your radar anymore when they happen. And um, my mother-in-law who was a diagnostician for 24, 25 years in public education or 25 plus, I forget, she recently retired a few years ago, even said to me because she, you know, she was very much wanting me to take care of my health, but also wanted, did not want me to leave education necessarily. And um, she said, Noelle, I'm, you know, I'm so glad you did this. I can see a weight lifted off of you. Um, and it's such a good thing to see you the healthiest and the happiest I've seen you in a long time and my in-laws have known me since I was 18. <laughs> so that was a very big, kind compliment to the shift that she saw happening. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do think that, you know, burnout, man, it can really 
mm-hmm. wreck, wreck havoc on your, even your face. I mean, <laughs> you know, you have this certain glow when you're happier in anything. So that, that does not surprise me one, one, one bit. Um, what would you say to someone that thinks they're too old to make a career change? And I know that the word old is subjective to many people, but you know, a lot of people are like, who is going to hire this age or, you know, where do I even start over? Um, what would you say to someone that uses that as an excuse? I would tell them that if you truly believe that it's going to extend your life, that you are not too old to do it because that at the end of the day, if that joy and fulfillment, that transition, although you learning to give yourself that grace that you spoke to earlier to get through the shift helps prolong your life and gives you a fuller life that you, that you want the life that you want to live truly, then you're never too old to make that change. Absolutely. Girl, when is your book coming out? Because this is some good, (laughs) this is some good life advice. Uh, I'm telling you. And I think, man, more than ever, I feel like educators are, they, it's not the same classroom that you had when you started your career. I mean, and everything changes, but I feel like with the virtual learning, the politics behind the, you know, mask and all that stuff, which we don't really have a lot of that where we live, but I can imagine the toll that it takes on someone. Um, and to be honest, I wanted to be a teacher when I was a mom at first, and then I had my own kids and I, I, I would, I just have so much respect for educators because they, you know, they are, they have what, 20 something kids that they have to give their attention and energy to, and then come home at the end of the day and give that energy to their families and God, goodness, it's a lot to ask, but I think. I'm kind of long winded here, but I think teachers are special people because they do it because they love it and they're given their heart and soul. So it's good that you came to that realization that you needed to put your health first and your mood and mental health is so important. Um, and you got 13 years out of it. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. What are you seeing teachers burning out left and right? (laughs) Unfortunately, Yes, to the points that you're making the last few years have really made it more challenging. And something that you spoke to earlier that's also true is, you know, teachers, we are perfectionists. We're type A personalities. And that's part of what makes us good at what we do. But when you compound the situation with COVID and the pandemic and all the things that came along with it, I was finding that I was internalizing all of my perfectionism it was manifesting so deeply in my work that it was, I was feeling the symptoms of the anxiety physically while I was there. Um, and my sweet coworker said that I hit it well, and I'm, I don't know that I feel like I hit it well, but, um, part of the reason that I did that was because I didn't want my students to feel it, but there is a level of stress that has been created with this whole situation that for the good teachers who truly love what they do, it's, it's making it a lot tougher for them. And yes, I agree. Any support we can give them and any love we can give them. I am so on board with they, they deserve it. They need it. And let's do it, man. Yeah. I'm always telling parents, like we need to be supportive of our kids, teachers Mm -hmm. and all that they do because it's, it's tough right now. It's, it's, it's really tough. So, You've been in real estate for what has it been a year and a half now or yeah. 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 
So what are some of the, I guess, benefits to being a real estate agent and being a mom or a parent? Um, if anyone is considering that line of field. What I think I've really enjoyed most is the flexibility to build my schedule to a certain extent. Um, Time blocking my family and what I want to be there for gets to come first and I can fill in everything else around it. Um, If it's a situation where a client just can't work around the schedule that I've offered them and the options, I can find another agent. We've got a great connection at the office of agents and Aaron, especially being on my team um, who step right in and say, oh, yeah, I'll do this showing. Not a big deal. Oh, yeah, I can take that real quick for you so that I can truly be present in that moment with those that I love. And I was not going to do that for myself in teaching. I know I wasn't. I wouldn't have broken that habit. And really, real estate has allowed me to do that and set those boundaries and parameters so that I can focus on what matters most. Um, That's absolutely been the best, for sure. That is. And it's it's so hard to go back to to like a schedule that is not that flexible once you dip your toes in that water, (laughs) believe me. Because I'm like, oh, man, I can't. There are so many benefits to either working for yourself or having a flexible. Well, I mean, real estate agents, basically, you are working for yourself under a brokerage, right? Yes. So there's some, a lot of flexibility there. But I will say you need to be a self-motivator. Again, reality needs to set in. If you don't think that you're going to be good working from working at home for yourself or others or too many distractions, you need to be very realistic about that. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah. So as we close, I would like you to say, okay, I'm just going to be a person <laughs> that is beating my head against my desk or something. What advice would you give someone that is terrified of change in general? Change is going to happen no matter if we initiate it or not. Um, I think COVID really gave us all that awakening in a real harsh way. But if you're scared of change, it's coming anyway. And if you can guide the change in a way that impacts you positively, then embrace it and go with it because your alternative may not be a change that you want to deal with or that you can. So. Oh, that is great. That's very good (laughs) advice. And you're right. Change is the one thing that is constant. If you really think about it, I mean, even even if you are a perfectionist and you plan your life out to the 10th degree, um, it's still, <laughs> life is going to throw you curveballs. So you just got to get over it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I think that people just need to take a hard look and, you know, are you feeling robotic? Are you going to work dreading it every day? I remember Sundays, I used to just have this deep anxiety every Sunday night before I had to go into my job at the time on Mondays. And that's when I had a baby and it was just a lot going on. Um, and I just dreaded Sundays, but now I'm like, you know, they really don't bother me that much, but you know, it took, it took me changing a lot of habits, having a lot of self-reflection, like you mentioned, um, and making that jump and having the support of my husband. So, If you are listening today and considering it, or even, you know, he's been thinking about it for years, days, weeks, I mean, just know that, I mean, it can be scary, but it's, it could be great too, looking back. Like, do you have any regrets? 
I don't. I don't. And something you said just made me think of one of my very favorite quotes, and I cannot think of who said it, so I apologize. As a former teacher, I should have my sources in line, but there's that quote that says, um, what if I fall? And then the rest of it says, but my darling, what if you fly? And oh, to me, one. yeah, that's, it just sums up that leap of faith, right? If you think about falling, you'll never let go of the things that you need in order to fly and spread your wings. And so I know that's kind of cliche, but um, no, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, worst case scenario, you go, you try something new, you hate it. Okay. Then you either, you can try something else. That's the beauty of where we are is that we can try these new things and, you know, failure is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I mean, if I can't, I can't count on my hands how many times I've failed at something, but yeah, it sucks, but you just keep moving forward. And I think, I think you are also a great role model for your children um, because you're showing them that you don't have to be stuck in a job where you're unhappy. Like, I feel like our generation, the generation that we were raised with, that's what they did. They went to the same job for 30 years. They retired there. Um, and some, they really enjoyed what they did and others did not. And you could see that in their mental health and some of their habits. So I think as a mom, as a parent, if we can do things that make our children, you know, not so much pressure to be stuck in something that they're not truly dedicated to and what you liked back, um, in your different life, life seasons, there's different seasons of life, you know, right? So what you liked when you before kids or during kids may not be what you like or love now. And that's OK. Yep. And I do. I love that this gives me the ability to be the mom that I've wanted to be for so long. Oh. It really does. And that was another piece that I'm sorry that I didn't speak to that, you know, Tyler came to me and said, it's affecting the boys. It's affecting our family dynamic. You don't you don't want to be around us because I would be so drained from yeah. everything he said, we, ha we have to figure something out. And, you know, this, this allows me to do that, to be the mom and the wife that I want to be. Yeah. And, you know, the boys and our kids are only young for so long. And I know I used to get so annoyed when people would say that when I was in the thick of it. I'd be like, oh, I know I'm going to miss this someday. Sure. As I'm not getting any sleep. But it is true. It really is. Um, so just take a minute and look at what's going on in your life and your health. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're not here, you know, yes. so, so definitely take care of yourself first. So thank you so much for taking some time to share your experiences. And I hope that people will take these tips and really look at their own career. And is it something that's bringing them joy? And if not, what they can do, where can people follow you on social if they want to follow your journey, maybe ask some follow-up questions for you? Yeah, sure. So um, my Instagram handle is noellewitty09, my first name and my last name, 09. Um, and I'm also on Facebook, noellewitty. I keep it simple. <laughs> hey, you know, we don't need any more distractions or more responsibilities with our already chaotic life. So I totally <laughs> right. I totally get that. It's, it's really hard to not say yes to everything. So good for you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, thank you again. We will have this show on the replay on the Colin app. And like I said, hopefully in a couple of weeks, this will be on Apple and Spotify. So you can also listen um, as you're driving or whatever you're doing um, if you get some me time away. And I appreciate you again for being on this. And I look forward to seeing you on 
social and we will talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, Michelle. No problem. Thanks.